Life Audio. Coming up on Encouragement for You, Christian psychiatrist Dr. Frank Minrith on three reasons to never give up. And therapist Brad Fairchild talks about learning to rely on the Lord. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Discouragement is extremely common today, and Christians are certainly not exempt. In our first segment, the late Dr. Frank Minrith, from his years of practice as a Christian psychiatrist, offers three reasons to never give up. Why do you think so many people uh, during these days feel like giving up to some degree or another? Life is tough, Don. I was making rounds at the hospital tonight. And, I mean, it's just really tough. I mean, these people, you know, some have lost, uh, you know, all their finances. Others have lost all their friends. Others have lost their health. I mean, life can be tough, Don. And with that, people just, you know, sometimes they just want to quit. So if some of you feel that way, hey, you know, we see it all the time, but we want to try to encourage you a little bit. And we're going to try to do that in all all three areas, spiritually, psychologically, and physiologically. Frank, what is the number one central, fundamental reason uh, for Christians not to give up today? Jesus Christ. Hmm. I remember when I was in college, and I was really getting into Scripture memory, and incidentally, uh, I would recommend that highly. I know Don would, too. Uh, It it is the most wonderful thing I've ever done. Uh, Mm -hmm. To me, it's like eating a piece of candy. Uh, it is just wonderful. But I was getting into Scripture memory in college, and, uh, and this is a verse I've memorized. It's Hebrews 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And Frank, if we took that verse one more step, biblically speaking, and to go all the way to Hebrews 12, verse 3, it says, For consider him who endured such affliction of sinners, lest you faint and grow weary in your minds. In other words, that verse explicitly 
underscores the very point you just made, that Jesus Christ and consideration of him is the number one reason why those who've become Christ followers ought to never give up. It's not the circumstances. It's not that other people will be disappointed in us. Uh, The number one reason not to give up is, as you pointed out, uh, he went before us. He endured the cross. He considered the shame a very little thing. He's seated at the right hand of God. He offers us hope because of his resurrection. And for those who place their trust in him, uh, there is eternity available as well as resources for every trial in this life. I just uh, uh, cannot agree more that Jesus Christ is the place to start. Most people start somewhere else when they talk about not giving up. But I think, Frank, you've suggested that we start in the right place. It may be done the concept that might help some people is to see Christ once you've trusted him is also just a wonderful, wonderful friend. Think about it. Someone that always wants to hear from you, always wants to talk to you. Someone that, you know, he's the son of God. He can do, he can do anything he wants to for you. Hmm. But maybe even more than that is just that friendship. Can you imagine talking to the son of God, talking to Christ? I mean, can you imagine that, Don? I mean, it's, it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. And so Jesus Christ, certainly the number one reason. No question about that. Jesus Christ, the ultimate reason, the most important, but not the only reason not to give up. And, uh, Frank, the second reason why we ought not give up is? Is others. Uh, th- there, there are people that desperately need you. There are people that life will, their lives probably depend on you. There are people that will never be the same without you. So for you that are thinking about giving up and and letting some disease take over, or you that are thinking about committing suicide, people need you. And, 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 you know, some people think, oh, nobody needs me. Yes, they do. There's a desperate, desperate need of warriors in the battle for Christ. Mm. And so others need you. They need you greatly. You know, that uh, could be broadened out in a number of ways. There are family members who need us. Uh, there may be parents. There may be spouses. Uh, there may be children. And and in essence, uh, Frank, there comes a time when we feel the circumstances are closing in and we just become self-focused. And I think it's so important that we recognize uh, some of the biblical principles. In Ecclesiastes 4, for example, it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. If uh, the one fall, the other will help him up. But woe to him who's alone when he falls. Uh, He's in serious trouble, in other words. And then in the New Testament, um, verses that sometimes are used to prod people to attend church but really have a greater significance from Hebrews chapter 10, not forsaking or abandoning the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but encouraging each other and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Uh, The positive thing is that we need encouragement. We need to encourage each other. And the adversities that we experience, God wants to use them, according to Second Corinthians chapter 1, uh, to enable us to turn around and encourage others in whatever trouble they're in uh, with the same encouragement that God's given to us. So uh, I think you're right on target here. And, and uh, those who may feel like giving up, Frank, uh, need to think about the impact of their feeling of despair, their willingness to give up would have on other people. And you may never realize how much just a call to someone to say, hey, we just want to let you know I'm praying for you. You may never know the effect that might have. To call one and say, you know, you know I just want to let you know you, you, you really had an important effect in my life a number of years ago. That, that one call could mean the difference for some people between life and death. Yes, you're needed. Uh, we've talked about the first reason for not giving up the Lord Jesus Christ 
We've talked about a second reason for not giving up others. Frank, take us back to the third reason for not giving up. It may be surprising to some of us. Yeah, yourself. Several thoughts there. One, circumstances may change. Uh, remember, Job, how bleak things were going, Don? Oh, yes. But don't miss the last chapter. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't yeah. miss that last chapter. And don't miss the last chapter in your life either. Uh, your view might change, too. If we do PET scans of people people that are real depressed, their brain, it'll be, it'll be very dark. It's not taking up glucose, and therefore it's not, it's not functioning. They're not thinking correct. It's, they're unduly negative. I know it can be bad. But there's a, the Lord always gives a way out, Don. He always gives a way out. Hmm. And they just may be so depressed they don't see it. And so your view might change. And then finally, Don, the Lord really can change things. I mean, he just might choose to do something for you and surprise you. I mean, he loves you. He, he just might do that. Don, we'd be remiss if we didn't end with Luke 18.1. You want to share it? Uh, absolutely. Jesus spoke a parable that we should always pray and never give up. It's a beautiful, beautiful passage for all of you that like to memorize Scripture. Be sure you get this one. It's Luke 18, verse 1. And he spoke a parable to them to this end, that men ought always to pray and never give up. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live. Heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. to tell you that for many of us, these have been extremely difficult days. Christian counselor Brad Fairchild offers encouragement and hope as he talks with host Don Hawkins about learning to rely on the Lord during times of trouble. And so, Brad, you have a couple of scriptures on your heart, and uh, uh, they both revolve around a certain theme, and uh, so tell us about that. Well, 
One of the things that we encourage our patients in the hospital to, to do and we work on in our own lives, Don, is uh, learning to, to rely on the Lord more. And, and I look at Jesus' words in John chapter 5, verse 19, where he says, I say to you, the Son, of the Son Jesus himself is saying this, can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. And mm. just that reliance on the Lord and yeah. us learning to rely on him more. And then another scripture that goes right along with that is in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Submit mm. therefore to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And so as we turn from sin, turn from those ways that we know are bringing destruction into our lives, and submit to the Lord and resist the devil and draw near to the Lord, then he will draw near to us, and we'll have success as we submit to the Lord in resisting the devil. Hmm. Powerful thoughts. Now, what do you think the Lord is saying to you out of that? What uh, what does that bring uh, to your mind? Obviously, there's dependence on the Lord, there's resistance to Satan, there's spiritual warfare. Uh, what's the concept you want us to take away from this, Brad? Well, some people struggle with the concept. When I talk about, you know, you got to stand up and fight, people hear that word fight, and they just think, ooh, violence, yuck, evil, run. You know, we want everything to be smooth and sweet and, and good. And, yeah, we do. But there are certainly uh, times and places for a fight. And certainly when you talk about spiritual, in the spiritual realm, um, to stand up uh, when you're dealing with depression, anxiety, fear, bipolar disorder, the kinds of things that we deal with every day in the hospital, uh, there's an element of uh, encouraging the patients and teaching the patients to begin to stand up and fight. And, you know, I, I, I used today in group, I talked about sometimes we run around like a little whipped puppy with our hmm. tail between our legs, and several people in the group were just nodding and grinning like, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how I that's feel. That's where you know? we live. Yeah, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not God's no. heart for us. That's no. not what he wants. He wants us yeah. to be victorious and strong yeah. and, and to fight. And people oftentimes don't know how to fight, and that's okay. And we'll work on uh, teaching people how to fight and encouraging them to stand up and say, you know what, no, I'm not going to let this destroy my life. I'm not going to let this bring me to the point of suicide. And many of the people in the hospital that we're dealing with uh, have had or are having now suicidal thoughts and even have seriously contemplated or attempted uh, suicide. We've had several situations, Don, where, and I know you know this and you've worked with people, where uh, I had a doctor not too long ago. I was talking uh, about a patient, and she said, Brad, he should be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just shouldn't shouldn't be here. Yeah. And uh, he had just attempted suicide. Yeah. Brad, I know it's encouraging to see folks who felt that there is no hope and feel despair and suicidal, and and then to see those lives uh, reinfused with hope. Isn't that a gratifying thing? Oh, it's incredible. And you know, I, I hear I hear myself talk about this, and I know that if people are extremely depressed, and and sometimes it's easy to get cynical. Uh, they hear this kind of talk of just seeing the changes in people's lives, and it's incredible, mm. and it's miraculous, and it's the kind of thing that we as counselors look at each other and go, hey, we didn't do that. You know, we, <laughs> we, <laughs> right. we know we didn't do that. That's yeah. way more than anything we could do. God yeah. did that. Yeah, it and is sure, amazing. We're tools, and the Lord uses us and uses the program. Yeah. But I tell people every day, I say, don't look to us, don't look to the doctors, don't look to me, don't look to the program or the hospital or the nurses. 
to solve your problem. Yeah. I mean, we're here and we're tools, but look right. to the Lord yeah. to show you what He wants to do in your life. And people begin to do that, and they begin to see changes. And it's just, it's miraculous. I mean, yeah. we look at each other and go, I can't believe. I've stopped people in the middle of them. They're talking and just said, listen to yourself. I can't believe what you're saying now. Listen to yourself compared to what you were saying five days ago. And they'll yep. just smile and go, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a whole Isn't different that the world. Truth? Yeah. And it's and amazing. Yeah. It's just working. It's exciting. Very yeah. exciting. And that ties right in with my thoughts. And they tie into Zechariah, one of the Old Testament books, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain, and he'll bring forth the headstone with shouts crying, Grace, grace to it. Yesterday, I was talking with a really good friend and colleague about this passage and about how it relates to our lives when adversity comes. And the fact that, again, it's not uh, internal uh, power, it's not external might. Those things don't solve the problem. It's God through his spirit and that inexhaustible supply of power and energy to deal with whatever adversity comes along. And the problems are real. And he says, who are you, O great mountain? The, the great mountain was there in the case of Zerubbabel trying to rebuild a temple. But he says God's going to level that. God has something better than a bulldozer for dealing with a mountain. And that's the power of the Spirit of God. And ultimately, it's his grace, and it's to his glory. Uh, let's go to the phones. We have a number of folks from around the country. Vanessa in Atlanta, Georgia, thank you for your call. What would you like to talk with us about, Vanessa? How am I able to get past the guilt and anger with my ex-husband um, about seven years ago he and I met both were Christians and we started dating and started living outside of God's will for the both of our lives mm-hmm. and we continued to date for about five years and during that time, we dealt pretty heavily in fornication. And three years ago, I gave birth to a daughter. Mm-hmm. Got married when the daughter was one year old, and we divorced soon thereafter. Um, and so you're struggling with a lot of guilt over what you did and a lot of anger over his role in this. Let's talk to Brad Fairchild, okay? Vanessa, thank you for your call. And I think um, probably the most important thing uh, is just to have an initial, and I don't really know where you're at with this, but, but to really go into a season of just making a determination in your heart to get back to the Lord and whatever that means in terms of time in the Word, writing some things down, writing some thoughts down as you pray and read, um, asking the Lord for forgiveness, as we talked about earlier, uh, making sure you're forgiving yourself. And another element of that, too, is receiving the Lord's forgiveness. And I encourage people to say out loud, Lord, I receive your forgiveness, and I thank you for your forgiveness. And that helps make it a reality in our mind, um, I believe, to say it out loud uh, helps increase our faith. And then reading scriptures also that talk about uh, how the Lord forgives us. If you look in the back of, of any Bible with a, a concordance, you'll find several scriptures on forgiveness. It'll almost be overwhelming. But going through some of those and finding some favorite ones and maybe even memorizing some of those and just really plowing into it and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get beyond this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive 
uh, the people in my life that have hurt me. I'm going to forgive uh, myself. I'm going to receive your forgiveness. It's a big foundational aspect uh, for people's lives. Huge, huge, huge in people's lives. A lot of people struggle with it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the things that I'm so encouraged about Vanessa, is that you have had the courage to call us and uh, to share with us what you're going through. And it's so easy to just to sort of let that, that anger and that bitterness sort of percolate there and, and really just even eat into our health and eat into our emotions. And, uh, and then the guilt. Uh, if we don't deal with that guilt, we just continue to struggle with this, and, and it becomes just an overbearing uh, burden. And uh, it, you know, it's just one of those things that robs us of joy. And that's why I'm so encouraged. And again, I want to go back to First John chapter 1, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he can cleanse us. He can take the guilt away. He can also take that, that bitterness and that anger away. And one of the things that I believe God wants us to do when we've been wrong is to acknowledge the wrong and to turn vengeance over to God and ask God for the grace to forgive. And sometimes that becomes a process, Vanessa, where we basically have to go back and revisit that hurt and that pain. And every time it comes up to basically say to the Lord once again, Lord, by your grace, I'm choosing to forgive this person for what he did to me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.